0: Hello and welcome to the Heat Check podcast, Miami Herald's Miami Heat podcast. I'm David Wilson, and I'm joined, as always, on the other line by Anthony Chang, our Heat writer at the Herald. Anthony, what's going on?
1: Did you know that Max Shue did a three-pointer that was overturned? Did you, did you hear about that story? I did hear about that. Yeah. Are you? I've heard about
0: a lot over the last couple of weeks. <laughs> uh, uh, we are recording a, a couple of days after the Heat season ended in a dramatic fashion, I guess is one way to put it. Um, one of the strangest conference final series I can remember um, for a long time, it was like the worst seven-game series of all time. And then it suddenly, for the last, really the last two games, um, became an epic. It was, a, it was a legitimate epic. Obviously, the Heat comes up short. That Max Struess overturned three, certainly part of it. Um Tyler Hero and P.J. Tucker injuries certainly part of it. Uh, the Heat's sudden uh, collective failure to shoot a three-pointer is certainly part of it. Um, and weirdly, uh, a lot of the, the issues I think we expected for the Heat at the start of the season uh, kind of reared their head after, you know, we talked about the depth so much early in the year. Eventually, the Heat just kind of ran out of bodies. We talked about... The, the age concern with guys like Kyle Lowry and Jimmy Butler and at various points in this series, those guys look very old. So a lot of the, the concerns that we had early in the year and kind of vanished throughout the year reared their head in the end. Um, obviously, uh, the Heat, it was kind of interesting to, to, to talk to the Heat after the game. And obviously you talked to them yesterday. It was like definitely kind of a feeling of like, Oh man, we could have, we should have won this series, could have won this series, but it was yeah. also like, it doesn't feel like there was like deep, deep regret. It was like kind of they, they left it all out there. The Celtics in the end were better, healthier than them in the moments where it really mattered. We'll talk about all that. But first, um, I feel like we just kind of need to appreciate that series and the way, like I said, obviously, other than game three, which was the weird Jimmy Butler gets hurt, he'd hang on for dear life down the stretch to win in Boston. Other than that game, which was weird in its own ways, the first five games of the series were all pretty much duds. And then over the weekend, we get Jimmy Butler on Thursday channeling 2012 LeBron James and going for 47 to keep the heat alive. And then um, on Sunday, probably not quite as much of an epic, but obviously it comes down to Jimmy Butler gets a chance to win it at the buzzer after what would have probably been the craziest comeback in NBA playoff history down the stretch. Um. So, first of all, I'm just thankful we got some good games to finish this out. And that is, yeah. you know, we, we almost got an all-timer in, in game seven.
1: Yeah, I, I think this is, like, one of the rare times a team gets eliminated and, like, nobody's killing them, right? It's yeah. almost like, congrats, like, that was a great season. You guys left it all out there. You tried as hard as you could. It came down to one shot. You missed it. Season over. It is what it is, right? Um. Obviously, they are disappointed that, you know, they were so close. Anytime you're that close to... Getting to the finals, and you fall short after all that you put into it. Mm-hmm. It's tough. I mean, it, it sucks. Like, for lack of a better term, it, like you could tell guys are really disappointed. Right. But at the same time, I think they know they were so close. They know that they. Were, I mean, Boston was hurt too, but right. who knows if Tyler Hero's healthy for, for most PJ of that Tucker series? Can
0: play the second half.
1: If PJ accepted. Tucker plays second half, if if Jimmy doesn't run into that knee injury, and he you know. Turn in two of his worst playoff games in recent history um and where he couldn't he barely couldn't move in games four and five um if, if he's plays better maybe they win one of those games right? right so you know it's it's almost like you know there are so many things working against the heat it still came down to one shot it just didn't go in um and the heat move on you know but I think you know they they didn't accomplish their overall goal but they definitely exceed expectations I mean when you consider where we thought they would be at the, before the before the season, where we thought Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Philly, even Atlanta might be better than the Heat, and they finish as the second best team in the East, one shot away from advancing to the finals, um, it was in my eyes. I don't think you can really have any complaints. It was a successful season, and you put and I, I, to me, it's just even amazing. It's incredible that they're even that close when they shot thirty percent on threes in the series. Right. Like, yeah. how does, I don't even know, how it, like, that's the weirdest thing to me about this. If you tell me he's shooting 30% in the East Finals, i say they get swept, probably. But yeah. Jimmy was that good.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's all about Jimmy Butler.
1: Yeah. Um, and the defense. The G- Jimmy and the defense. And the defense, good. yeah.
0: And yeah. uh, we'll get to all that. I don't, there's, like, a million different directions we can go to start. I think, you know, what, what you mentioned where it's, like, they lost in the conference finals and no one's killing them. Um I think it is – and I feel like the same thing kind of happens with Jimmy Butler where, like, all these other top ten guys – and that's what Jimmy Butler proved once again that he is – he's a top ten guy in this league, at least until maybe, like, Kawhi Leonard and some of these other guys can kind of prove they're still – what they they were pre-their injuries – most of those guys, if they had two games like Jimmy had in games uh, four and games five, I'm going to excuse him in game three because he was actually pretty good, if I remember correctly, in the first half. And then he was okay. It wasn't that great. Yeah, it wasn't he, like You tell me he was
1: bothering him. and Yeah, yeah. But, it
0: wasn't like game four and game five where right. uh, game five he was like non-existent basically. Um, I didn't see game four, I think, because that was the night the Panthers got eliminated and I never felt the need to go back and rewatch it.
1: Um, I don't blame but, you.
0: Yeah, but uh, – I think it's the fact that you know you never feel like Jimmy's like dogging it, right? And that was the kind of the case with this whole team. You never felt like this team. Guys get you know the guys who get killed are the James Hardins, the the Ben Simmons. The guys who you you can watch a game and you're like, are they even trying hard out there? Like what? Like or have they been trying? Have they been working hard in the off season? You never get that sense. Obviously with Jimmy Butler above all else, and really with no one on this team, this team really kind of maximized. I think it's ability and, you know, obviously this team is different than the team that was in the bubble. This Celtics team is different than the one that was in the bubble. But, like, those two teams are really even. And uh, they're one and one now when they play each other in the playoffs with their, you know, both guys. Both teams obviously still the same top two guys, for the most part, the same cores. Um they're, they're really even, and sometimes you lose to a team that you're as good as, and sometimes you beat a team you're as good as. And that, that is the way I think most people feel coming out of this series. I think, you know, obviously Milwaukee is, is right there, and if Chris Middleton doesn't get hurt, maybe they're the, the team that's yeah. in the finals. But, like, going into next year, you know, we talked about it so much in the beginning of the season, like where does the Heat fit in that hierarchy, like you said, and I think, you know, Milwaukee was kind of viewed as a cut above everyone else. Obviously, you had Boston, you had had Philly, um, you mentioned Atlanta. I mean, to me, it's Brooklyn, Brooklyn, right? Who knows? To me, like Miami, Boston, Milwaukee, those those are the teams that right now kind of run the Eastern Conference, and that is what this heat run proved it. Obviously, Brooklyn is always going to be the wild card asterisk team in there, but but these three teams, obviously, they're the, the last three representatives for the East in the finals, um, and have combined to, you know, be in the conference finals, at least, you know, obviously the Heat and Celtics have done it twice now. Uh, Milwaukee, like I said, did it two years ago, and probably maybe would have if if Middleton didn't get hurt. Those are the three teams that, that run this conference.
1: Yeah, I agree. And, and to your point about the Heat, like, never dogging it, I mean, to their last breath, they they, like, were putting they, they did not give up they were down thirteen with three thirty five left right put together an eleven zero run to get it to two half possession Jimmy you know hit and, uh, takes that pull up three which I I I'm fine with I think that's yeah a that's, shot.
0: that's like it's the next next time yeah
1: who's that three but finish what you were saying but yeah so like they they you you can't you can't to me you just can't criticize them too much I mean yeah there are little things you could pick and pick at but they were right there with everything they went through all season, with all the injuries they faced in the playoffs, yes, only Tyler Hero was missing in Game 7, but P.J. Tucker was obviously dealing with injuries.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Max Schroes had the hamstring injury, which he was asked at exit interviews how much that was an issue. Like, after the fact, like, can you can you, can you kind of reveal it? And he just smiled and said, I'm fine. Um, but he was dealing with something. He didn't shoot the ball well. Um, Kyle Lowry obviously was dealing with the hamstring injury. I mean, and again, and, and Jimmy was playing on the knee. So... The fact that it was that close I think is impressive honestly um because considering the circumstances that he probably should have lost that series like in five games I think and how poorly they played offensively as well
0: Yeah I mean certainly games they like kind of no business winning game 6 the way that yeah. we thought we recorded right after game 5 last week and you know we said there was a possibility they could win basically if they shot the lights out or if if Jimmy Butler like suddenly miraculously like Stopped looking like he did in the two previous games, But, you know we, we thought there was you know a pretty slim chance they were getting this series back to Miami. Uh, obviously, whatever happened with Jimmy between game game five and game six ch- changed everything. But um, there you know we everyone felt that way. Heat fan like people are gonna like feel like oh everyone counted the Heat out. Heat fans felt that way.
1: Yeah, I, I was gonna say I'm, I'm glad Udonis um, won a Draymond and not us. <laughs> because on the podcast we were like, I remember I'm like, this is the end of the road, it's over. I mean, obviously they ended up losing the series, but yeah. I did not think that thing was coming home for a game seven at all. Right. Um, Draymond was not the only one who said that. Uh, I would say 99% of the basketball world believed um, this series was over in six. So yeah, yeah the fact that the Heat won that game behind an incredible Jimmy Butler performance, one of the best playoff performances, not only in Heat history, ever, but considering the circumstances, ever. And he shot over 40%, which is usually, they don't usually, I think they have two losses all season when they shoot over 40%. That's usually, you know, they win that game most likely, and then you put together Jimmy's performance. Um, yeah, they, you know, they, they did what they needed to do to win in, on the road. It's just a shame that obviously they couldn't get it done in Game 7. But even coming back for Game 7, I was just like, so much needs to go right. Right, they were like
0: playing with them. such a slimmer margin. Yeah. And then the Celtics was kind of the difference in the series. And everyone, you know, the, I feel like the prevailing, like, the cliche you heard national people talk about all series was the Celtics are the better team, the Heat are the tougher team. Toughness is skill. Like that's a skill that's a strain. That's Jimmy Butler's greatest skill. Like if you're like, uh, Jimmy Butler's not that good, he's just tough. Like that totally like you're just missing the entire point there. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was ultimately kind of what it came down to, though, was like, sure, Jason Tatum is better at shooting jump shots. And, like, making tough I – mean, he's not even better at making tough shots than Jimmy Butler. He's better at making jump shots than Jimmy Butler. But, like, that, does that like, ignores what Jimmy Butler is great at. That's being, like, LeBron – be, being, like, Shaq's not good. He's just big. Or Giannis. Right. Giannis got that criticism. Even last year, he's not good. He's just big. Like, that's a skill. That's a, that's an ability. And, and the Heat have that, obviously. And you saw it, like you said, right down to the end where we almost got the craziest comeback in NBA playoff history, probably. And, the, a, and, and one
1: of the biggest choke jobs on the other side. Oh, Can yeah. you imagine? Like, now everyone's praising the Celtics, but if that three goes in, which is out of Boston's control, obviously, because that was an open shot. If yeah. that that three goes in, Jimmy Butler wins the MVP of the Eastern Conference Finals, and Boston's looked at as, like, one of the biggest, you know, having one of the biggest choke jobs in the entire, you know, playoff history Right. Um, to give away a 13-point lead in, in the last three minutes against an injured team, which... Almost everybody thought was you know the Celtics were better than the Heat to lose that series like that. That would have been disastrous. It's just amazing how like one shot. I know. It shouldn't. It honestly shouldn't because it's they had no control over it. But how one shot could just totally flip the narrative.
0: Yeah, well, the Celtics, I guess one of the, the storylines of them all year is they were pretty bad in crunch time. And as soon as Marcus Smart hoisted that three, I don't know how much time was left on the shot clock. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, the Heat might win this game. And then obviously Jimmy gets a look and – uh, we're three days later now, and I kind of still can't believe it didn't go in, considering the way this – like, when the ball was in the air, I I thought I thought it was going in. Um, like you said, would that have been a guess. bigger shot than Ray Allen's three? So I was, It easily would have been number two, right? It's hard to say it would be bigger than Ray Allen's shot. It would be more stunning than Ray Allen's shot, yeah. right? Like, when Ray Allen gets the ball there, or that, that like, circumstance, and – it's a little bit different. Um, you know, I, I have a lot of. We, we obviously there's been a lot of comparison of the LeBron versus Jimmy game six, and they're different because, like, if LeBron doesn't pull off that incredible game six and the Heat lose, it's an all time choke job, right? Because right. considering it's the big three and all that, um, you know, the Celtics in that game they felt like they were the underdog. It was totally flipped in this series. Jimmy pulls off that game, and all of a sudden. The Celtics are, are in the middle of this choke job, and, and the Heat are like, you know, they're kind of playing with house money. The Ray Allen shot and that Jimmy shot are kind of similar, right? Where If, if Ray Allen doesn't make that shot, you know, that's another missed title for the big three. Yeah, they might
1: only end, when we'll end with one title. Whereas we'll this use.
0: was like, if that goes in, it's like unbelievable. But at the same time, when he gets that look, I think, you know, I think everyone in the building, when that's in the air, thinks it's it's going in.
1: That's a credit to Jimmy too, because he's not a good three point shooter at all. Yeah, but he's
0: good at that in shot. In fact, I saw he's like shoots like forty percent, I think, on like transition pull ups really? like that. Um, he's good at that shot because he only takes it when he's feeling it, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, he really takes a pull up three in transition. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like that's not what Jimmy does, but um, yeah, I look he he played every second of that game. I have no problem, like I said, going with him going for the win. It was an open shot. Yeah, I mean,
0: he explained it every- like. He got asked yeah. about it, and he said, I'm going for the win. Like, it's, yeah. it's as simple as that.
1: Right. I mean, do you, yeah, the Heat may, maybe send it to overtime if he makes that, you know, if he hits a layup. Um, and that's not even given. Al Horford's a great defender and yeah. great at it's contesting at the rim. Yeah, not like he's getting
0: layup. Like, he's taking no. a weird hook shot or whatever. Like.
1: Right. He's, he's going up against Al Horford one-on-one. Yeah, I mean, Jimmy could have, you know, finished, but it's not a gimme. Um, so, I, I think the three was the right, right choice in that situation.
0: Yeah, uh, one, you can't fault it because it's Jimmy and he did everything. Yes, he did. Uh, exactly. He two, that. Yeah, like if you kind of – it felt like by the end of the night, the uh, consensus was like, oh, that kind of made sense when you look at it. What, I think he took the shot with, what was it, like 17 seconds left, something like, like that? 16
1: seconds or something 16, like that, yeah.
0: yeah. So, you know, if he makes that three, obviously the Heat's up one. Celtics have the pressure now on them. Heat obviously at that point favored in the game. Um, if he makes a two there – Celtics get the hold for the last shot, and like you said, it goes to overtime. Like, best-case scenario, it's a 50-50 game, and really the Celtics are favored because they get that last yeah. shot. So the – and obviously Jimmy's not doing all these calculations in his head, but he is thinking, like, we are gassed. I've played 48 minutes. Bam has played 46 minutes and 10 seconds. Um,
1: Kyle's if, playing on an injured hamstring. Yeah. And
0: <laughs> we have no P.J. Tucker. Yeah. If I – we have no Tyler Hero. If I miss this – if I make this shot – we are probably going to win this game because of how good our defense is. Uh, if I make a two, there's no guarantee, and like we, I do not want this to go to overtime. So he's doing yeah. that calculation, obviously in transition. He gets an open look, PJ or Al Horford's foot is already in the paint, um, and we just miss out on like an all-time NBA moment uh, as that that shot comes up a little
1: short. Yeah, I was I was I was already like envisioning the still from that shot being. Plastered onto on the championship alley at m t x arena, but instead it will just get lost, yeah, I mean it's
0: uh it's kind of Jimmy's legacy at this point, right is like the valiant defeat, yeah, uh, obviously, you know the heater like i said I, they're gonna be contenders here for a little while, um but that was uh I don't know how do you kind of compare it's kind of funny how similar this what wound up being to the finals. Obviously the valiant defeat aspect of it. Um and then just the injuries all around. Um obviously this is around earlier, a little bit lower stakes, all that kind of stuff. Uh well when when you think of Jimmy Butler, what what are you obviously acknowledging that there could win a championship with him here. There could be more runs like this. Like I don't know what what is the signature Jimmy Butler series at this point? Like he legitimately has two of the I don't know four or five best in Heat history already.
1: Yeah. I mean, it has to be either that Lakers series or or, or even Philly. I mean, against Philly, he was great too in the second round. He was incredible in that series. Um, Yeah. I, I, I think what I've like, what Jimmy's proven, even though he hasn't won a championship yet, is he can be the best player on a championship team. Yeah. Like, he could, I think that was a big question like with him. Like, okay, he's your best player now, right? But is that good enough to win a title, or do you need somebody better than him, and he has to be the number two? Like, no, Jimmy is good enough to be a number one uh, on a championship team. So, um, A, I think that's, you know, what he's proven a lot over his first three years with the Heat. Um, but, yeah, the injuries are unfortunate because who knows what the Heat would have done in that final series with a healthy Goron and Bam, right? Two of your three best players in that playoff run. And then this year... Who knows what the Heat could have done with a healthy Tyler Hero, who's still probably your best scorer. Right. Um, uh, A healthy Kyle Lowry, where he's having to regain his rhythm in the middle of the Eastern Conference Finals.
0: Kyle Lowry has gotten a lot of of Heat for this series. Yeah.
1: Um, And I think think some
0: of it is deserved. Like, he does look out of shape, all that kind of stuff, but... Not like, like the injury play. like he was good in the regular season. I think I feel like people are forgetting that when he was healthy yeah. at the start of the year he looked great. Now the obviously there's what is he, 30? six. Thirty six years old. Like yeah. there's a question. there's a fair question of is he ever gonna be able to be healthy uh once we get to the conference finals, considering his age and his his physique, I guess for uh to, to put it politely. Um but like it's not like he just stinks. He he was hurt.
1: Yeah, I think people I've I've had this conversation with a lot of people about just you know is Kyle Lowry's contract all, like bad, is it an issue? You know, he didn't live up to expectations, you know, Gabe Vincent should start. Like he was hurt in the playoffs. In the regular season, he's what you expected him to be. Right. I think. Like did he average twenty five points a game? No, but we I don't think anybody expected him to do that. He helped make Jimmy Butler and Bam Bio better. He made timely threes. He ran the offense. He was a pretty good, solid defender. Um Isn't the
0: transition element they really needed?
1: The transition you know, element they, they really needed? Offenses. Yeah. I mean, he was hurt. I mean, you know, I think that's – it can be seen as an excuse, but it's a legit explanation for yeah. why Kyle Lowry played that way in the playoffs.
0: And, again, he was – I mean, he – obviously, game six, he was very good, very helpful, I will say. Yeah. And even in game seven, I, I mean, he –
1: Bad start, but he People played well. Not like the
0: first quarter. I'll also say he was getting some open looks. They were missing some threes. Like he could have yeah. easily had two or three assists in the first five minutes. Um, but you know he came on down the stretch. Uh, you know, getting those those uh, getting fouled at the end of the first half. I think what he had five straight points. Definitely had five straight. I Remember in the in game six, maybe he had four. I think at the end of the first half of game seven. So he's he's still uh. I think a, a valuable piece. I mean, we'll, we'll talk probably more next week about going into the off season and some of the ways that this team can maybe get better. Um, and what that contract with the Duncan contract will mean. But, but I mean, if he, if you have faith that Kyle Lowry can stay healthy, then I, I don't think you can judge him on what he did in the finals and in the playoffs. But at the same time, I think it is a fair argument to wonder, is he ever going to be able to stay healthy at this age? with that body type, all that kind of stuff. I mean, we'll see. With, with a full season summer now, after seeing what it's like to play for the Heat, all that kind of stuff. Obviously, we know the Heat's famous conditioning tests. Like, maybe, maybe he comes back in way better shape next year. He kind of has to at this point at his age. Um, you know, point guards a lot of times don't age gracefully. Yeah. So it, it's going to be a really big summer for him. Um, but I, I'm, not, I'm not writing him off just because of what he did in these finals. Um, I want to quickly, before we wrap up on our finals recap, although we could probably keep going for a a lot longer considering what these last two games were, uh, I want to go back to Game 6. Obviously, a lot of comparisons to the LeBron game. You were not at the LeBron game. Yeah, you were not on the beat yet, obviously. In college, probably.
1: I just Uh, graduated college, yeah. Just
0: graduated college. Um, You were obviously in the building for this Game 6, though. You, I'm sure, watched that. LeBron Game yeah. Six very closely as a uh, a young Heat fan. Um, so, well, first of all, what was it like to be in the building for that? I mean, that was legitimately like, like you said, one of the all-time great playoff performances. What second most points ever uh, in an elimination game behind only Wilt Chamberlain. And honestly, any Wilt Chamberlain record like does not feel like it really counts.
1: Be uh, Careful, be careful.
0: I mean, Bob he's Coons great. is going to come he's, after you. Like his numbers are just great, like. <laughs> 100 yeah. points? Are we kidding?
1: <laughs> I know, I'm kidding, I'm kidding.
0: I'm a wilt guy, but uh, <laughs> you know those numbers all look fake. Uh, Jimmy did this uh, against the best defense in the league uh, in 2022 uh, on the road. Like you said, obviously, uh, what what was it like in the building for that game?
1: I think everyone was just stunned. It's like we said. I don't think anybody expected he to even be in that game. Everyone, you know, I think that he were nine point dogs entering Game Six on the road like the atmosphere was incredible i think 30 minutes before the game like even before players took the court the arena in boston was full everyone was standing up everyone was ready to celebrate uh a Celtics conference championship their first finals appearance in like what 12 years i think um and jimmy just controlled the game from the start like he was just it was that's what reminded me most like of the lebron performance right. it's just how in control he was of everything, and it almost felt like he's just not losing. Like, yeah, they're just it's not, not going to lose. We talked this about game.
0: it last week with Jimmy. I, th- I think it was last maybe it was two weeks ago. And the way that I kind of feel like he's going to age gracefully is the way he can just control yeah. tempo, all that kind of stuff. And that was like a masterclass of that.
1: Yeah, it, it's it was an epic performance. Like, pro- definitely Jimmy's probably best playoff performance. Ever. I think it was his playoff career high in points, but just everything else he did as well, the defense, the steals. Um, and, by the way, all this came with the Defensive Player of the Year defending him for most of the game. <laughs> like, that's what made it even more impressive. Um, he did this, with, and even in Game 7, he did it with Marcus Smart on him. Um, so, Jimmy was incredible. And for anybody that's complaining about the extension he signed him to last offseason, yeah, maybe in four years when he's making 50 mil, it's not going to look great. But the Heat... If that's what he wanted, the Heat kind of had to do it. Like, what, are you going to have another Dwayne Wade situation where you don't give him what he wants and he wants to trade? Like, the Heat, I think, I think he validated it, even though it's there's still four years left on that deal. I think he validated the that extension that the Heat decided to sign him to because he is a max player. He is yeah. a top ten player in the league.
0: Yeah, I mean, unless he falls off a cliff, they're going to be a contender here for the next yeah. couple years. and. You know, that's the price of doing business is you, you lock a guy up for longer probably than it's when, when it's an aging superstar, uh, longer than they probably will be worth it because you're banking on winning a title in one of those first couple of years. Um, and I was like, I mean, I'm probably caught up in like the cult of Jimmy right now, but like I, I kind of think they're going to win a championship with him here.
1: They've been so close. It's like hard it is. to believe
0: that he's not. Like it's hard to imagine Jimmy Butler finishing his career without a championship the way that these yeah, these last, you know, two of the last three playoffs have been, especially these playoffs. Um, you know, I think Bam was obviously a kind of up and down series, but Game 7 I think was like you kind of feel good about Bam, as you probably ever have coming off of that game seven, the way that he, again, played 46-plus minutes, um, was the number two scorer on the team. I don't have the box score up in front of me Yeah, he was number two. I think second in in field goal attempts in that game, too. Like, he was kind of the, like, all the Bam that we've kind of been pining for. Again, like, with the acknowledgement that he's never probably going to be, like, Giannis or whatever. Like, that that game was like, if Bam can give you that, obviously not the 46 minutes, but kind of the rest of that box score, just on a more consistent basis. Like, I don't think that's asking a ton. And um, I think, like, you know, between him and, and Jimmy, um, and then they got to kind of figure out the Kyle, like got to make sure he can stay healthy, stay in shape. Um, I mean, you've got the, a little bit of flexibility um, to, to maybe upgrade. Obviously, Tyler Hero is still really valuable and could, you know, that's going to be something we talk about probably next week. Is how good can he get? You got that Duncan Rob, Duncan Robinson contract, which is uh, big, but I don't think like unmovable. Like they've they've got some paths here to contend for a title, but kind of it doesn't matter as long as you have Jimmy Butler, you're going to be probably in this mix most years.
1: Yeah, and and we'll talk about this more next week. But I, my f- initial reaction is most of this team will come back. Like yeah. this team will, it'll be obviously a few differences around the edges, but I think this core. We'll be back, unless you know, everyone's talking about Donovan Mitchell, Zach Levine, Damian Lillard, Bradley Beal. It's going to take one of those guys demanding a trade um, for any for that to become a possibility. That's out of the Heat's control. There's no big name free agent that Heat are going to can get. They don't have cap space. Yeah, they're going to be it's over the cap. A terrible free agent class actually. Bad free agent class. Um. You know, they're, you know, obviously, you hope P.J. Tucker comes back. He has a player option. He might opt out and try to get more money, more years from the Heat. Caleb Martin is, in, you know, something that he will have to figure out whether how much they want to pay him. Um, Victor Oladipo, they have his bird rights, so they could pay Victor Oladipo whatever they want, but how much are they willing to go into the tax? These are all offseason and questions Heat are going to have to answer. Um, but I think, for the most part, they're going to be depending on internal improvement from Tyler Hero, from Bam Adebayo, from Max Truce, from Gabe Vincent. Um a healthier team maybe Kyle playing more games next season We miss a lot of time because of personal issues um but i think most of this team will be back unless something unexpected happens and like Donovan Mitchell says i don't want to be in Utah anymore but as of right now that's not the case
0: yeah i do want to talk about the Beal thing probably next in the next couple of weeks cuz that's the name that's still um Makes the most sense. Yeah,
1: and and, and and the only thing that he can control right now, they can't control what Bill wants or what Donovan Mitchell wants. Yeah, yeah. They can only control like to put themselves in the, in the best position to have an attractive offer if that becomes a realistic uh, scenario for them. And I think, I mean, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, and they can trade two first round picks at this point because of you yeah. know the picks getting locked in the Isaiah like trade. Is it the I don't know. If you could argue if it's the best deal at the Wizards I don't know, but it's not a bad offer. Not bad at all. So they're they're they'll be in the game if if something like that becomes available. Now, the other question is we truly trade Charlie Hero right. for Bradley Beal. That's another conversation that we'll yeah, probably yeah. have later this offseason. So we before we
0: do you just have any final heat thoughts, any final final conference finals thoughts before we pivot over to
1: exit day stuff because what you were talking about obviously transitions us pretty nicely. Yeah. yeah, I think uh a guy we haven't talked about that I think, yeah, he has ups and downs in the playoffs, but that was really impressive and I think proved himself as an NBA starter is Max mm-hmm. Um I think Max, not only shooting the ball, he had, a, he had a couple you know good nights from three, but just defensively, he was really impressive. Um, you yeah. look at his advanced metrics in isolation, you know, when teams isolated him, which he defended the most isolations on the team by far mm-hmm. because teams kept hunting him, he fared really well. I think up until game seven, he was allowing like 0.6-something points per possession in isolation situations, which is like among the best in the NBA. Now it's with the help of a lot of great defenders behind him. But the point is, Max is not some guy you can just go at and try to take advantage of. Like he holds his own. Um, so I think Max, like if this one, the start of the season to playing in summer league last year, to starting the year as a bench player, to then becoming a starter on a conference finals team, I think you could argue he was the best story on the roster. Um, and it's just really encouraging for his future with the team. And, even more encouraging is he has another minimum deal next season. I know it's crazy, which is just incredible.
0: Yeah, uh, one other shout out along those same lines was Victor Oladipo. Yeah, uh, which was you talk. I mean, you talk about Max Struz is the best story on the team. The fact that Victor Oladipo is True. on the in crunch time of an NBA Finals after everything he's been through, is, or at a conference finals, sorry, um, is pretty remarkable too. Um, he's gonna be an interesting, an interesting one this off season, I think we'll probably talk more about him next week, right? Because he has his bird rights. Um, yes. So they can keep him, but at the same time, I mean, like, if he went somewhere where he could, like, be the guy, like, is someone out there going to be like, we think he is headed back toward a, a star trajectory? Because I think there were flashes of it um, at times in these playoffs, but he clearly, I think, loved being in Miami, so uh, it was really cool to see him have that success.
1: Yeah, spoke spoke kind of praise Victor Oladipo at interview day. He made that same point. It's just like this guy who really didn't have much practice time wasn't in the rotation at the end of the regular season, had fallen out of the rotation, wasn't yeah. in the rotation to start the playoffs.
0: Various points in the playoffs, yeah.
1: He had missed a year, hadn't played many games in like the last three years, and then he, he's just getting his rhythm in like the middle of the conference finals. And he's trying to play 25 minutes a game. Like that's, very, I, that's so unique. Um, and that just says – you know, that just shows you kind of how good Victor Oladipo is that he could even do that and contribute in a situation like that. So, um, yeah, you know, with the full off season, he hasn't had a full off season in like right. four years. I mean, who knows what Victor Oladipo can be next year. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I would think, you know, it's going to depend, like you said, on what outside offers he gets because the heat aren't going to want to play a huge tax bill. Right. But I would think that he will try to keep him Definitely. Just because of, you know, his upside and B, if you sound like a, ten, eleven million dollar deal, that's tradable. That's a, that's an asset. Yeah. You know, Victor Deebo on a one year or two year deal with a starting salary of like ten or eleven million, like with his upside, that's a very tradable deal if he heat need to make a move for a big name guy. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, you you touched on it—the idea that the Heat, you think they're going to bring most of this roster back—and Eric Spolster on on uh, exit interview day on Tuesday, Tuesday, yeah, Tuesday, yeah, basically said, "I kind of want this team to come back." Um, first of all, what did you make of those comments, and does it? How does it compare to the way Spo has talked about other team or other other teams he's had at the end of the year? And you know, to me, it just kind of speaks to like they do, do feel like. That was a toss-up series, maybe a couple more guys stay healthy. Obviously that, that shot goes in, that's like a what forty percent, thirty-five percent shot or whatever, like that shot goes in, everything's different. Um but what what did
1: you make of the way he talked about this team on Tuesday? It's not a surprise. Because A, this team was really good. <laughs> very, very good. I mean they were like you said, they're one shot away from the NBA yeah. finals. Um second it was a very Eric Spolscher type team, very like yes. elite defensively, a lot I mean, of tough like, guys. I'd, be, well,
0: the other, I'd say the, the couple of complaints people had after the end of the finals were like, what what the heck happened to Kyle Lowry and why, like, you know, Duncan really couldn't get in. But, like, yeah. he had Max Schroes, which was Duncan, maybe not as good a shooter as Duncan, but Duncan with defense, basically.
1: Yeah, right. And and then third, like, the other thing I would say to that is, what is Eric Spolscher going to say in that? I know. Situation, like no, I want a new team. Like this team, I didn't like this team at all. Like, give me some yeah, new. Yeah, He's
0: pretty strong about it, right? Uh, you can like yeah. him and Haw. You can be like, you know, we'll see. You know, it changes right. every offseason, but I like really like this group or whatever. But he was like, "Is that my guys, right?" Yeah, no, this
1: is a very Eric Spolcher like type team. Very obviously, a very gr- good team. So yeah, I think it's no surprise that he would want most of these guys back. Um, and again, I think most of them will be back. Um, yeah. This core will probably look very similar um, to last year. You know, I think P.J. Tucker, Victor Oladipo, Caleb Martin, like those are the biggest questions that, you know, I I don't know if Marquise Morris will be back. Um, Who else is a free agent? Dwayne Dedman. I mean, Dwayne Dedman, it might depend on how comfortable the heat feel about having Omar Yurtsevin kind of step into that backup center role maybe next year. Um, But for the most part, um, unless, like we said, an unexpected guy becomes available, and he'd have enough assets to be in that game if if that does happen. Um, I, I think this core will be back next season competing for a championship again. And you think it's the right move? I do because I, I don't know what else like there's again there's if there was a big name for Asian out there right. that's yeah, yeah. After, but there there I don't know what the other alternative is. Unless again, unless Damian Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, one of those guys becomes available, I think it's the best like their their best option at this point. Yeah. We said they'll be a contender next year. I don't know if you know are they are they good enough to win a title? I I think you could I think I would say yes, but doesn't guarantee anything. But I, I, all you can ask for is to be in the game, and they'll definitely be you know on that list of contenders. So um, I I do think it's the right move.
0: I'll say we're we're in an era now. Like I, the one thing I think people are going to need to like get used to pretty quickly is we are. I don't want to say we're past the super team era because. Brooklyn's still out there, but we are past the era where it's the same, where it's two teams or three teams above everybody else. Unless, you know, you know, like when it happened with the Warriors, they kind of came out of nowhere. So, I don't know, maybe like Memphis. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe all of a sudden they become a juggernaut. But like Dallas. Yeah, or da- maybe Dallas gets a superstar like maybe they get Bradley Beal or something, and all of a sudden, like, they're the, the clear team to beat. But we're in an era where going into next year, there's going to be eight teams yeah. that can win it all. There's, you know, right now, I don't even is Boston the favorite right now, or is did do Golden State
1: stay the favorite? I haven't looked at the odds for the finals. The finals, yeah. Golden State's a, a slight favorite.
0: Yeah, so you got Golden State, which is a team that, like, I don't know, does anyone like? They're not they're not the Warriors of five years ago. No. Like their yeah. second best player is Andrew Wiggins or Draymond Green, who doesn't yeah. really shoot the ball. Like the second best team in the league is, is Boston who Miami just came a shot away from beating. The third best team in the league is either Miami or Dallas or Phoenix. Like we're, we're in an era where it is going to be totally up for grabs. Obviously Milwaukee is, is, is the other team that probably is in that, that top five, top six. Cause again, I think if Middleton's healthy that we're probably looking at them in the finals right yeah. now. Um, and then it's Brooklyn, just, Brooklyn remains, like I said, the asterisk wild card team. Yeah. Like, did he, you know, if you could get Damian Lillard, like, maybe you become the clear favorite. But, like, if you don't get him, it's not like there's another team that has three superstars clumped together. Like, yes. you're going to be in this this hunt. Um, and sometimes continuity matters. Like, look at Golden State. Continuity matters. The, the reason they are so good is not because Clay is still one of the... 15 best players in the league. It's not because Draymond is still one of the 20 best players in the league. Um, it's because those, those that groups that particularly Steph, if you have him and you have guys, you know how to play with him and you have a group that obviously the top three guys have played together for a long time. And then guys like, come on like useful role players who have been for, around for a long time. Like the reason they're great is because of their continuity. And because of Steph Curry being one of the three best players in the world or whatever. Um we but, could we could
1: we could argue that you and I but we'll do but another I, Every, think, later this summer.
0: But I think the Heat like <laughs> you know, there's there's a lesson to be learned from that. It you know like if if Lillard stayed with the Heat and they were just like we're kinda of building around the same way that the Warriors did with Steph, like would he have more rings than he does right now? He might it because that stuff really matters. Um and we're in an era right now where that stuff matters. Even more because you're not seeing a Warriors or right. a... An all-time great team. team. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. and and to speak to your point about parity, you could argue that injuries, you know it's simplistic, but really help decide who's in the finals right now. Like, these two teams are two of the best teams in the NBA, but Golden State played a Memphis team without John Moran. Right? Right. Dallas beat a team against, you know, a Phoenix Suns team that... Chris Paul was obviously not 100%. I'm
0: not giving any excuses to Chris
1: Paul. <laughs> I mean, he was doing something. He it was like I so guess. uncharacteristic of him those two yeah, yeah. Those games. Um and then the heat, I mean the the, the Celtics beat the Bucks without Chris Middleton.
0: And they, you know, so, the, the two teams they beat on the way to the finals both were missing
1: their number 2 scorer. Yeah, you know, so I mean, I'm not I'm not discrediting these two teams like but I mean, he
0: got a couple games without Joel Embiid like
1: Yeah, yeah he got two games without Joel Embiid. Not. And Joel Embiid wasn't 100% even when he returned. Um so, yeah, I mean, it, a lot of it, because, the, the, you know, the team, these teams are so close, it comes down to health at this point of the season. Yeah. And, you know, Gary Payton, the third, is that what he is? Is that? Is that yeah. that. Okay. Two. But, yeah, the two. second, sorry. Uh, I know he's there with an injury and he missed, you know, he's missed a lot of playoffs, but for the most part, Golden State's been healthy. And Boston's dealing with their own injuries with Robert Williams and now Marcus Smart, but. Their top
0: for the most two guys part, They're guys top healthy, yeah. Their top two
1: guys have been healthy, and. and that's really been the difference, I think. Yeah.
0: The Mitten is what they call Gary Payton,
1: the second. That's a great nickname. I love it. All, yeah, one of the all-time great yeah. nicknames. Next is uh, Slim Reaper. Next is Slim Reaper. is still my
0: favorite. Um. Yeah, I mean, obviously you're always looking for ways to, like, marginally yeah. upgrade. But like you said, unless there's a, a, a Bill Lillard, a Donovan Mitchell out there, like, now you're kind of just shuffling pieces in, and you never know if the guy you replace the guy with is going to be better than the guy you, you replace. Like, yeah there continuity has a lot of value um and i think I think Jimmy, in, in a lot of ways he's obviously an extremely different player than Steph Curry, but in a lot of ways, I think the the like way he Steph is like kind of a culture unto himself, and I think Jimmy, in a lot of ways is too where like if you play with Jimmy Butler, it's like hard not to play as hard as him and and hard not to like embrace the, the grind, the defensive identity that he does in the same way that when you play with Steph Curry, it's hard not to run around off the ball and hard not to want to like try to make the spectacular play and it's hard not you know it's hard to, to feel like you can't shoot from 35 feet, right? Like they, they, they are, they're extremely different, but I think they're that same sort of um, imposing personality, um, dominant personality in, in again, very different ways that I think building around them and having guys that you know really fit with them, right? That was the Warriors problem. A lot of the recent, really last year was Kelly Oubre didn't fit with Steph Curry. You don't mm-hmm. want, you know, you know the guys you have around Jimmy Butler right now can pretty much gel with Jimmy Butler. You don't want to take a flyer on a guy and all of a sudden like he can't stand him. Cause we know that happens
1: with Jimmy sometimes. Yeah, definitely. I, I look the the heat made a mistake a few years ago and let Jake Roder walk. Um, we, we talked about it for the yep. entire next season. I, I just, I think they'll find a way to get to bring PJ back. I think they'll find. I think they'll try to prioritize Victor. They have a draft pick that, if they keep, could help. You know, add some youth to the roster. And I can't
0: wait to you, do our draft preview show.
1: You're you're gonna lead that one. Um, I and, forgot until like two weeks ago that the Heat had a pick. Yeah, I think they I just
0: kind of assume every year that they don't have. The pick. <laughs>
1: I think they forgot they have a pick. Um and they could trade it. I mean they it's eligible to be traded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not for sure. But yeah, I just I, I think it makes sense right now, given all the circumstances and who's available and who's not available, that most of the team returns. Again, I you know, I think they'll be in the back end of the roster. There will be changes. Um, maybe with a few new faces as far as veterans, but
0: Kyle Guy will be like the next uh next Max Truth or something. Developmental
1: guy, yeah. Um Hayward Highsmith, right?
0: Yeah. Maybe like, uh,
1: yeah, I mean, Um but someone yeah, I guess,
0: will show up in training camp next year and all of a sudden we'll be like, Is this guy gonna be in the rotation?
1: Right. Is this guy gonna be starting the in, in the NBA finals in a few months? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh yeah, I again I think my my first my first thought, early off season thought is this team is gonna pretty much run it back.
0: Mm-hmm. We'll probably get a better sense of that uh in the next week or so. Pat Riley will do his end-of-season availability, uh, we, we assume, at some point here. Um, so we'll, we'll come back after – we'll come back next week, definitely, after that, um, and break down do – dive a little bit more into an off-season preview. I do want to talk about the Beal possibility because that's the one that I, I can't stop thinking about because I'm not sure if Washington wants to keep Beal necessarily mm-hmm. on that big old contract. Um, so that, that's the one that, that's got my eye. Um, but yeah, I'll be really interested to see what Pat Riley has to say about this team. Um, because, you know, like you said, this was, this was a team that even honestly, even more than the the finals, the team that made the finals, this one feels like it, it was close. Cause I think that, that Lakers team was very good when you had LeBron and, and AD, like they had the two best players on the court in that series. Like in this series, the Heat had the best player on the court, I think, and, um, in the finals, they probably would have the second best player on the court. So, like, they, they feel closer, really, than they have, I think, at any point since the big three broke up. And yeah. uh, I'll be interested to see what Pat Riley's perspective on that is.
1: Yeah, they, and the other difference is it was just sustained success over the regular season, too. Like, that right. that Heat team in 2020, I'm not saying it was a fluke, but in the regular right. season, they were the five seed, like, yeah, it's yeah, kind of surprising. That's like the made that run. The thing
0: is like way overplayed at this point. But like, you know, there is yeah. something too where they were really well equipped for that, all that kind yeah. of. Yeah, like. yeah.
1: But this year, they just they it was they were consistent all year, like consistently the best team yeah. in the East for most of the season. Uh, so I think that plays a role in it too.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, any final thoughts on uh, this season?
1: No. Any fun, v- so.
0: funny, any fun plans?
1: Um, my three-week off season before the draft in yeah. summer league, and I'm really gonna do. I'm gonna live it up these three weeks.
0: It's just yeah. incredible.
1: Like when it, when a team goes this far into the playoffs, how short the off season seems.
0: Yeah. What the draft is like? I think the finals can June twenty third. June twenty third.
1: Yeah, and and then
0: the draft agency like starts like
1: June thirtieth, pretty much.
0: It, what's the draft? June
1: June twenty
0: third. Oh, the, yeah. So, so the finals yeah. can finish. I think June nineteenth would be June yeah, seven. Yeah. And then June twenty third would be the draft and then free agency and then and summer
1: league. Summer League.
0: I don't think I'm gonna be making it to Summer League this year, unfortunately.
1: You don't wanna like be playing black track with uh Maine, off
0: season break uh, playoff breakout star. <laughs> Taught him everything he knows about that elbow jump shot.
1: Yeah, there you go. That was fun. We you should come out just so we can do another episode from uh, a Vegas hotel room.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I had a great time in summer league last year. I, I, just, I just, I got two, you know, I'm that age. I'm, I'm 30. I got all those weddings this summer. Yeah, like, it's, I get it. I it's get a busy it. Busy time. That's but fair. That's yeah, fair. so you're gonna be uh, spending a lot of time at Club Live over the next uh, three weeks until the draft is at the plan.
1: Yeah, just I'll only step out of Club Live to do this podcast. That's yeah, and right. <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm gonna go back right after we're done.
0: All right. All right. Uh Thanks as always for listening. You follow Anthony on Twitter at Anthony underscore Chang. Um, yeah, Heat stuff probably still coming over the next few days. I would guess right. You had something go up today, or yeah, uh, today, days. yeah,
1: I, I, on Wednesday was you can listen to this Thursday probably, but uh uh-huh. Posted on Wednesday story, just kind of Eric Spolcher and Max Struce explaining the Heat's three point drop off, which I think yeah. was.
0: Yeah, well, we didn't really talk a lot about that in the opening segment because there yeah. were so many other storylines. But well, just quick, what's the teaser? What what happened?
1: But you know, Spo made it seem like it was overplayed, which you know, because he's like, you know, we still came within one shot of the fi- of the finals, right. which is true. But if they would have shot just like thirty three percent instead of thirty percent, the playoffs
0: too, right? It wasn't just the no, it
1: wasn't. They shot third. I think they shot thirty percent of these finals, like thirty one percent in the playoffs, and they shot almost thirty eight percent in the regular season. Um, some of that's just guys who were playing, like Victor. Lojimpo, right, like Duncan didn't play Jimmy, a lot. Yeah, and and Tyler wasn't playing as much as he did in the regular season. But some of it was also just, like, Max Schuess, Kyle Lowry, Tyler Hero, Gabe Vincent shot a lot worse than they did in the regular season in the playoffs. So it's a combination of the two things. Obviously, better defenses. Um, and Max Shoes said that it was just teams were more prepared, obviously, in the playoffs. And it took away different actions and shots that they had become accustomed to. Um, so it was a combination of factors, but it was just pretty... To me, it was just one of the biggest storylines in the playoffs how right. they shot basically eight, per- eight percentage points worse than from three. Yeah, I think most like, teams'
0: three-point percentage probably in yeah. the
1: playoffs, so that was extreme. But that's a big one. Yeah, it's a big one. And the fact they even went that far, again, when shooting that poorly, uh, says a lot about the defense and, and Jimmy.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Again, anything else coming the rest of the week or just just waiting for, uh, for Riley? Well,
1: actually, I have a story on Jimmy coming up Thursday. and then. Okay our full roster player by player breakdown coming uh, Friday or this weekend, which will probably be about 5,000 words. So look out for that.
0: <laughs> awesome. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at DB Wilson too. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out things to do a little bit now. These, these next few days I that all my vacation plan for July, like I mentioned, all of a sudden we got no basketball. We got no hockey. Um, Back to back some Miami podcast with baseball getting started, I guess. But uh, I'm all over the place these days, but but less all over the place than I usually am. So, um, thanks as always for listening. Like we said, we'll be back uh, next week, probably a couple more times. I would guess in June we yeah. uh, head up to the draft, obviously free agency stuff. Maybe we'll check in on the finals uh, depending how it goes. Um, so, yeah. Uh, finals thanks.
1: pick. Finals pick before we go. Uh,
0: Golden State in.
1: Six. I say Celtics and six. We'll see. I'm the staff
0: guy. But I, I'm a, I have no idea. Like, there, there's kind of like a – obviously, they like the salty Heat fans are like Golden State and Five or whatever uh, coming out of this. But, like, I don't know. Golden State I'm, – I'm torn on Golden State because, you know, the first month of the season, they were the best team in the league. I think people kind of forget that, that before all yeah. those injuries, they were, like, awesome. Um, So maybe that's just what they are again. But at the same time, I think the East I think the East was way better than the West this year. So yeah, uh, I think the gauntlet that Boston went through, obviously it was, looked a lot harder for them to get out of the East than it did for Golden State to get out of the West. But I think that's more about the competition that they face than the quality uh, of their team. But I'm going to still go
1: Golden State because I'm a stuff guy. and 6. So we'll, we'll talk about this in a few weeks to see who's yeah, right. Yeah,
0: exactly. All right, uh, thanks again for listening, and we will uh, talk to you guys next week.